And then here's another example, like I said, about the more breed specific one. And I know my sister has been to this before and it is the wiener fest. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. And I remember the one that she went to. It was literally just like a big long walk, like everybody with their wieners. (laughs) Sounds so bad. (laughs) It legit is a wiener fest. (laughs) Doom. Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. <laughs> My name is Vero. And I'm Heidi. And as per usual, we are going to boop lay snoots today. Yay. Um, so today on the show, um, we were gonna tell uh, of course stories of our of her own mm-hmm. then um i was going to talk uh a little bit about the different dog events that people have done or are doing soon then we were going to talk about grooming a little bit yes and then i was going to tell you about a friend of mine who's doing some specialized training with her dogo at the moment Ooh. and that's what we got for today interesting <laughs> very interesting <laughs> So um, for all of you that have not tuned in before, I recently got a second Weimaraner. So I had my first Weimaraner, Gibbs. He's five years old. We lost our other dog that we had over the holidays. We were looking at potentially getting a new one. I contacted our Weimaraner breeder, who then let us know that Gibbons' cousin was returned. So we, of course, adopted her. She's also five years old. She's in the litter right before him. They are legitimate cousins. They're moms of our sisters. <laughs> and um, and so we brought home a new dog into a new environment. So I've been t- sharing little bits and pieces about that over the past little bit. And um, I'll tell you about this last week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I mentioned it a couple of times, the three, three, and three rule. You can Google that and... Um, It's like what to expect in the first three days, then the first three weeks and the first three months. So we are in the point of that now. We're approaching three months and she's, I think, realized that it's her forever home. She's like very comfortable. She's very happy. She's getting, she is on top of the routines, which is nice. Like when she came to us, like she had no training whatsoever, like no commands under her belt or anything like that. So we were kind of like starting from scratch with like a five-year-old dog. Anyways, as she's gotten more comfortable, I told the story a couple of weeks ago about her grabbing a nice juicy pork tenderloin (laughs) off the counter. So we learned she's a counter surfer. So in the last week, we've we've discovered that she's also a a garbage getter. Ooh. So she uh, discovered that she can knock over the garbage can in the kitchen and uh, then take the tastiest morsels to the couch <laughs> to eat. <laughs> now, luckily, luckily, luckily in our city, we have a green bin program. So literally our garbage is mostly consistent of plastic wrappings and, and such. So there was no like huge, huge mess. But um I have two sons who make it are the first ones home every day. And um, they sent me a photo and the kitchen was just like literally a sea of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Like 
covered, could not see the floor. So we have gone out this weekend and purchased a pet lock garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So it has on the handle piece at the top, you can like lock it. So the lid locks closed and even if she like we were testing it at at uh, at the store knocking <laughs> it over yes <laughs> <laughs> my kids were like so embarrassed i'm like we need to know if it works it's like <laughs> there's a dent in this one so we're like um... so we're pulling down these different garbage cans and tipping them over <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't send someone over who works there to uh, find out what the heck is going on. But anyways, so we'll see how it works. We just we just put it in the kitchen tonight. Hopefully that that does well. But yes, she's a garbage person. And um, just as a reminder that you have to like proof your house of different things. Now, some people might ask, like, why aren't you creating her? And um, I have a feeling at her last owners, she was created like literally all day, like every day we very much work towards letting dogs out and being independent and we have like a main like we have a household in which we can close off certain areas that are like more dangerous so the area that she is in for the day with Gibbon her cousin who obviously isn't a a good example he also partook in the garbage monch 2022 (laughs) oh he kept oh it made him sick and it's dangerous for him too right because anyone who's listens to this show on the regular knows that my precious sweet gibbon has a very sensitive tummy so after the uh garbage monch 2022 he was very sick and he kept vomiting and it literally looked like those whales stomachs that like float up on the beach oh. that are like full of plastic <laughs> and that's what it looked like i was like oh buddy you okay so anyway so we started closing off the door she to the kitchen do it. i know he was like but it looks so good <laughs> she took the tastiest ones to the couch so i had to <laughs> participate but um so we clo- started closing off the door to the kitchen but now we've just put a a lock on the garbage so hopefully that will make things better but I was telling yes. Vero, she also got her little muzzle on a pen that was left out and unfortunately chewed the pen on her couch and left ink stains on the couch. <laughs> oh, yeah. up. <laughs> but as but as a little info for anybody who even has kids or dogs that decide to chew chew ink on their couch, um, rubbing alcohol is the solution for that. So you gotta like Ooh. get some isopropyl alcohol and dab at it with like cotton and absorb it up so that Mm. that's so far like is doing a little bit of a trick like i've got two areas that look pretty good now but i still gotta work on there's like one big you could tell it was like a big blob of just like concentrated ink right like it's not even like she drew on the couch a little bit it's like she busted (laughs) the pen open and there's like ink everywhere so oh lou Lou. good lord oh lou Anyways, Lulu. so um, Lulu, Lulu Lemon, is she a lemon? <laughs> no, she's not. She's very much loved in this household. But uh, just thought I'd share that with all y'all folks. Well, wait till you hear what Ralph did. What did that boy do? So Mochi was over for an evening, and I don't know if he forgot everything <laughs> when she left. Um, Ralph decided to poop on the floor, cleaned up the poop, and then he decided to go right beside the coffee table, lift his leg, and 
do a little wee. <laughs> <laughs> like right after the poop? Well, not too long after. Oh my goodness. Like what was going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mochi like makes never... him crazy. Yeah. Mochi, Mochi is like cuckoo. She's like a gateway drug to bad behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to Mochi's house for another evening and they were blocked off in an area. And anyways, it went well. But yeah, he's just like Mochi cuckoo. Oh my goodness. So I don't know if he was like too excited that he just like didn't really know what he was doing. I don't know. I Like, I know we, we talked about this before, and I know you've been frustrated with his behaviors, and it's like he's forgotten all of his training, and I know how much work you've put into it. And we talked about, like, the teenager phase that they go through where it's like they forget about everything for a while, but then they come back. Yeah. And I know that you And I know that you haven't necessarily fully experienced that coming back. But, <laughs> but I'm wondering if it's due to the hormones because he hasn't been fixed yet so i'll yeah. be interested to see what happens after he gets fixed in a year <laughs> oh my god in a, you got an, you got another year i got go. another year oh especially my god. around mochi it's like you need to put a blindfold and earmuffs on him but then he could still smell <laughs> and nose plugs on him when mochi's around <laughs> you have to like deprive him of all of his mochi senses <laughs> yeah he's just cuckoo with mochi yeah. I mean, she's pretty cute. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo mochi. Cuckoo mochi. Cuckoo mochi. Cuckoo mochi. We also went to a friend's place. Oh, yes. And they had a Great Dane. Oh. A beautiful Great Dane. Like yeah. the white and black oh. Great Danes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she was she's very skittish. Oh. So when she came close to you, her name is Harley or Harlequin. Mm -hmm. Harley for short. Um, she'd be like, mm -hmm. oh. we're like, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then by the end of the day, she would put her head on me. Oh, Harley. Her head. I was like, oh, I won her over. <laughs> yes. Isn't that the best feeling? Yeah. You're just like, like you're patient. safe, Harley. You're yeah. safe. There's like some scratchies. This is like a like an unrelated dog story, and I think I even told it once on the show, but like there's something to be said about a gentle nature and winning like an animal over. And um, so my father-in-law is a quadriplegic, <laughs> and one of his healthcare workers would take him out like for just like um, to nice parks like in Ottawa, just just to have the fresh air and this sort of thing. I can't remember if I told this story before or not. But anyways, so they like they went and grabbed a coffee this one time and they were sitting out in this nice park in Ottawa, just taking it all in. Like it was like a nice like beginning of summer sort of day. And um, just like the healthcare worker was sort of people watching and, you know, just sitting there enjoying his coffee and stuff like that. And then he turned back and looked and there was a groundhog on my father-in-law's lap. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> just sort of like like Alice like <laughs> Alan? Steve Steve <laughs> Oh no that's not Steve that's Alan Alan <laughs> and shoved it off but it's like you know he would totally be like just like you know just not threatening like a non-threatening person yeah. at all like as a quadriplegic so this like I like I just can't oh, believe what was he, he didn't thinking I don't 
what was your father-in-law thinking was he like oh my god like I wonder because like he would he wouldn't like I wonder how it got up there and like he wouldn't be able to feel because he can't really feel his legs too too much but oh my goodness that made me laugh that made me was laugh he so like hard. speaking or making no like, he was just like sitting there like hanging out I guess like I guess he didn't know because he didn't even like the healthcare worker didn't even notice so like how long was that groundhog there for <laughs> like <laughs> I just can't believe but anyways I thought that was the most hilarious story but anyways if you want to win even a rodents like wild rodents over you just need to like sit there and be like a non-threatening person <laughs> yeah oh my god that is funny yeah but scary Yas. Yas. Are they vicious? Groundhogs? I don't know. They're much bigger than you think. Like, because I re yes. can remember Scrappy killed one right before, like, a huge barbecue at her house, and I was freaking out. I couldn't believe the size of this thing. Like, they are way bigger than you than they look. Yeah. I think we're used to seeing them from, like, far away, so when you get up close, you're just like, holy crap. Like, it's, they're huge. Mm-hmm. Huge! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have Huge. quite a few in the region. Oh my god. Especially this in the springtime, right? Popping up all over the place. Uh, I'm wondering, do, do you remember last year, last spring, I believe I told the story of how my son woke me up in the morning because he had gotten up and let the dogs outside and some bunny, some ridiculous bunny decided to leave her bibbas <laughs> in my backyard. Yeah. And Becky, our old dog who passed away, had gotten her her teeth her teeth sent to two of them so one she killed right out the get-go and then the other one my son had said like leave it drop it and dropped it and it was like the legs were smushed at the back and it was like suffering and I was like oh my god and I called the city and I was impressed because somebody showed up like within like 15 minutes didn't think it was gonna make it but I was like so I just told my anyways I'm hoping that the bunny does not come back this spring but I don't even know how to be conscious about it you know what I mean because it's those little yeah. like it looks like dead grass but everything looks like dead grass in the spring it's all like that hay sort of yellow colored stuff and yeah, that's where they to tend careful, to keep their right? bibbles like where you step and where you step and if you go to mow your lawn I've heard the stories oh, of yeah. where people mow them and it's like literally like bunny parts flying and blood everywhere and like <laughs> oh my god oh god it's almost like you have to do like a quick look through and take a little rake and poke at all the little like patches of dead grass that you see just in case there's oh. a little bit of a they tend to grab like a lot of fluff and stuff like that I don't know where they get it from but like you can kind of identify them like if you're looking really closely but like who goes out and examine like thoroughly examines their lawn like every yeah. day <laughs> not me I can tell you we have baby foxes last year Ooh, so cute what do they say <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah, they were very cute, but anyways. They're they're so cute. So cute. You um, know what else is cute? What? Puppies. 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 Was that like one of our Insta shares or was was that when we were talking about different breeds of dogs? We were like so cute. So cute. So cute. So cute. All right. Um, I decided to look up dog events like either in my city or just around anywhere because I was curious about the different types that sort of occur and people, the different reasons why people do them. And I found one for my province 
where there's like a whole list of different ones and I did decided to go through but they tend to be about like they tend to be fun they're always they always seem to be like a, a fundraiser of some sort or sometimes it's literally just for fun but like and maybe it goes to the vendors and stuff but here I'll, I'll i'll start talking through a few of them so you can get an idea of the types of events that are around so uh one of the first ones that comes up and there's quite a few of these where it's like a breed specific event so there's one that's called uh it's called the westy indoor play day and <laughs> uh they're usually held outside this one is held at like a tiny little town outside of our city uh, called Orangeville. I wonder oh, if there's yeah. a Yellowville or a Redville. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at their fairgrounds. <laughs> and um, so it's a Westie. Oh, but when was this for? It was in February. Anyways, they actually did it uh, an indoor one. So there must have been an arena there. So it's um, an indoor fun in capitals raising event fund raising event <laughs> with lots of space for your dog to run around and have fun off leash while you check out the fabulous sales table westies in need rescue always has great stuff for sale join the group for a good run around with other westies and westie wannabes on a sunday and monday at this place which is interesting Ooh. monday oh no sorry it did not say monday i misread that i was like that's weird people go to work on a monday <laughs> Not the Westie crowd, I guess. Nope. <laughs> Didn't you babysit a Westie once for one of our mutual friends? Yes. That's, I that was a long time ago. Yes. And I think that Westie has since left this world. Yes. And I had um, Wiggum at that time. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this one I found super cute. And this one is actually in a different... There is held in several different provinces. But... It's a fundraiser for national service dogs and um, it's an Easter event. So they put like dog treats in a bunch of different plastic eggs, like around an area and you show up and you pay like per, per family and you like per leashed dog. And I guess like you <laughs> go around, they sniff out the dog treats. <laughs> cool. So it's like a sniff down. I think that's super cute. And they do it like that on a good Friday. Cute. Oh. And it, that's that's a nice fundraiser. It's always nice because it's all different fundraisers and like, like groups that need the money, right? Like like there's like the huge humane society ones, and like I, I know that they are in constant need. But then there's like the smaller groups and organizations I find that need a little, a little intention, a little attention. You know what I mean? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, so I thought that was a cute idea for a dog event. Then um, the next one is the one that. Barrow and I are planning to go to once it hits our city and that is the pet expo now the pet expo is like not just dogs it's for all different types of pets and they have different areas and they even have like a reptile area I can remember going once with my kids and they had like owls and you could get your photos taken with like owls and snakes and all kinds of stuff remember they I had was... like an angry pig oh yeah and they wouldn't let like Wiggum was like interested and they're like, mm -hmm. oh no, 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 like you can't approach him. I was like, was it, okay, then why he, do you have your angry pig here? <laughs> was he called the angry pig? <laughs> no. You're just calling I'm just calling him angry pig. <laughs> let's let's go find the angriest like livestock we can and bring it to the pet expo and be like, no, sorry. Do not approach. This is the <laughs> Angry crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
see, when when I went, there was a stall where they had a pony and who was like just so docile and perfectly trained. And she was used for exposing like dogs and different animals to livestock. Yeah, you would think that that would be the purpose of having these animals there. (laughs) Of having an angry pig. Angry pig. (laughs) He doesn't do well with dogs. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Why are you here? And, uh, but at the, this, this, the pet expo is like huge. It's usually yes. done like at a huge convention center of some sort. Cause again, there's multiple different areas. There's tons of vendors, like, like hundreds. And then there's different events. And that's where, um, Becky did dock dogs once, which is coming up oh, in another event here. I bet you Ralph would love that. Oh my goodness. Oh my we God. To... He wouldn't even think he would be like, we, <laughs> I know we need to, we need to definitely take Ralph to a dock dog. I don't think my boy and girl are going to, I mean, we'll see. I have to take Lou up to the cottage and see how she does with water. But I can tell you that Gibbon is not a dock dog. <laughs> Aw, Gibbon. I know. I love the swimsy, the swimsy dogsies. Aww. All right, that was like another one. Um, so another one here that I saw, it was called uh, Furry Friends 5K. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. It's yeah. a uh, it's one of three annual runs where they, um, oh yeah, they, they so they they just give it to a variety of different local animal rescue groups and shelters and humane groups, which is nice. So this one was one like in Oshawa, which is like a whiles away, but they have it in different cities too. But it's um, $45 to participate and you do a 5k with your dog but that's cool. a quick that's a quick little simple one that you could probably just throw down in a jiffy yeah so this one sounds like it would be fun and I went to something similar to this once that was held in Ottawa and it wasn't a pet expo and I forget what they called it but it was dog specific so this one is called the homeward bound canine carnival And so the Homeward Bound Rescue sponsors the annual uh, canine carnival that includes dock diving, canine fit workouts. What is a canine fit workout? I don't know. Neither do I. We need to Google it. And uh, agility demonstrations, weight pulling. Oh, it sounds like there's like a bunch of different like competitions for your dogs for like working dogs. Working dogs. (gasps) Working dogs. Do you remember on Sesame Street used to have this like little video of a song of a border collie working on a farm and it's like, I'm a dog, I'm a working dog, I'm a hard working dog. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, f- I feel like this is the event for the hard working dog. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And um, then they have a doggy fashion show with a costume contest <laughs> and, of course, like many vendors. So we went to something. It wasn't there wasn't competitions like weight pulling or agility demonstrations. It was more like you could try. So they did that setup where it's like they have like a bit of an agility course with like the things. And then they have a pulley system that like has like a furry tail on it. And it's on a remote so that it's yeah. enticing the dog to run the course and like jump over the things and stuff. So it's it gives you the opportunity to try it out with your dog. Yeah. I would like I would like to try that with Gibbon. I feel like he would be good at agility. I feel like Ralph would be Ralph is like fearless. So he would be good in that sense, but he's a little like derpy, so he would be like that video of that 
golden dog do you remember that one about <laughs> that, that competition where it's like there's food k- kicking around and he just yes. like all t- just fails at every <laughs> single pass like it shows yep. like a dog do it perfectly and then the the golden comes up next and just like eats every single tree and, like <laughs> takes a whiz like lays down like he just does everything bad <laughs> not that i'm like making fun of ralph but you know oh no but you know <laughs> oh my goodness Ralphie so then there's another one and this one would be fun just to do too and I and I feel like some of the outdoor markets are kind of like this like in the city where we are but anyways this one's called the pet lovers market and it features handcrafted items art and homemade pet treats and on again on fairground somewhere and you can bring your dog and just walk walk around and look at the different products that people have um and then they have they have a this is what it's called what I was just describing, a um, a lure course. Oh, so there's yeah. a lure that's making them chase around and try to execute. I tried to do it with Becky and she didn't. She did not fare so well. I did that with her at the pet expo. But the thing with the pet expo is that there's just like so many distractions around. Mm-hmm. So. I know there's a place that we talked about outside of our city where they do a bit of like training camps and like you can sign up for lessons. And I feel like that would be a bit better because hopefully it's just like less um, noise. Like when it's at a huge festival like this, there's always like hundreds of people there because oh my God, yeah. there's hun- hundreds of dog lovers out there. Which is why we're I imagine doing my this like, podcast. would be so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I you'd, imagine. You'd have to buy your tickets to the event and then book your surgery for your rotator cuff <laughs> repair. <laughs> even with the, um, anyways, even with the prong collar, it's like, oh my God, sometimes. I'm like, yeah. dude, what are you doing? Yes. Crazy, crazy dude. Um, so there's another one here that's called a woofapalooza. Oh my God, that sounds like fun. I know. <laughs> they all sound so fun. Bring your yeah. dog to this in-person outdoor pet fun. It's full of exhibitors, vendors, a lure, a lure course, an off-leash play zone, mm. even a lazy lawn fun zone. I wonder what a lazy lawn is. What's I a lazy lawn? I don't know. I don't know. So very similar, a lot of similar different ones. So this one was slightly different that I found interesting. So this one is called... <laughs> I don't know if anybody out there is into the obstacle courses and if you've heard of the tough mutter, but this one's called the rough mutter. <laughs> R-U-F-F. So it's, it's a obstacle course for you and your dog. And so cool. you can run a 5k with your dog and there's 80 obstacles through the forest and field. And then you chill oh out God. at the largest doga class <laughs> yoga with your dog. That's pretty cool. So I'm looking I think, that up. I know. Ooh. Uh, that one's, I think it's for the, for this July or August in Collingwood. And I forget how far away from, from us that is. But um, anyways, that I thought that cool. was cool. I think it's cool. I thought that's very, very cool. Um, and then here's another example, like I said, about the more breed specific one. And I know my sister has been to this before and it is the Wiener Fest. <laughs> and i remember the one that that she went to it was literally just like a big long walk like everybody with their wieners (laughs) sounds so bad (laughs) it legit is a wiener fest (laughs) 
everybody with their wieners out, out and about. Out and about. <laughs> <laughs> Flaunting their wieners. Uh, so it was a big walk, and then there was like a fashion show at the end, and then there was uh, Crusoe, the celebrity wiener dog. I don't know if anybody's heard of him. I think I mentioned him on one of our first Insta shoutout uh, episodes because my mom was like obsessed with Crusoe because he's from the city that we live in and he's done so well and he has his own book and he has his own calendars and he has like merch of all kinds and he's got a costume like wardrobe that's probably like (sighs) bigger than like Liza Minnelli's And I didn't see too many other ones that were too different than sort of the different ones that I was that I was mentioning. I know that there's a Doc Dogs Fest that I've heard of before. And um, Doc Dogs is literally this big trailer that they can fold out, sort of like, like fairs, traveling fairs do, like traveling carnivals or whatever. So it's this huge trailer and it folds out and then they filled up fill up a big pool that's sort of like the same size and shape like rectangular shape as like a tractor trailer and then um there's like a big perch sort of and then they have like different competitions where dogs come and jump off like into the water so there's like how far they can go like there's a winner for that there's like a winner for height how high do they jump there's like I think I, I, there was like a competition for like biggest splash and like like all these just like fun different things but uh, definitely fun. And then there's, I'll just mention this last one because it belongs to our city too, but there was the Wiggle Waggle Thon, which is like oh, yeah. anybody can come with their dog. It's a huge fundraiser for the Humane Society. And at the end of the walk is like, I mean, they don't go over the top with vendors and stuff like that, but there's usually like, I think for... Um, participating they give you a little swag bag with like different dog treats in it or tools or different stuff like that and there's like it's like a lot of information sharing more than like vendors and people can just hang out and play with their dogs that's cool yes yeah well i want to think of like more like different events that we could do that we could organize make big bucks off yeah (laughs) make big bucks (laughs) big i just want to pet dogs (laughs) well that too but, like, some of these organizations, like, if you think about it, like, even there's this, like, thing that comes to our city every year called the Food and Wine Show. And these people, like, liter- this is all they have to do, this one-year event. And mm-hmm. they're good for the year, financial, financially speaking. Yeah, Because it's, it's such a huge moneymaker. But um, I would like to do, like, um, a dog bar where you can go to a bar, have a drink with your buddies, and your dogs can play together. Yes. You know? You know? Should we open one? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Bark. And I think I mentioned this before too. Like even in the winter, it's just so nasty and like cold outside sometimes. That just even getting a big indoor space for people to come and get a track somewhere. Yeah. An indoor track where that people can walk or they can off-leash their dog in another area or whatever. Like you couldn't use an existing one because obviously because of the cleanliness and the hygiene of it all. But if you got a facility that was like for those purposes, there's pretty cheap structures that you can build that make it like an indoor heated sort of place where you don't have to worry about freezing your dog to death, dressing them up in like a snowsuit (laughs) for taking them out. (laughs) If you have naked dogs such as i do naked dumps a slosha suit well even like ralph who like 
you just don't want to clean him like give him a bath after yeah exactly it's like an extra hour <laughs> of work it's a pain in the butt and yeah which speaking of which brings us to our speaking next topic of baths yes so i was at the dog park this mm-hmm. weekend and somebody mm-hmm. told me that ralph was just really well groomed all the time and I was like, thank you, because it's all me. <laughs> Self-taught I didn't quite groomer. Say it like that. <laughs> so how did I learn to groom Ralph? So really all I watched were YouTube videos. Um, grooming, golden retriever. I know there's a lady under the handle of Go Groomer. She's fantastic. She puts out a lot of videos. She's she explains everything. Um, so what I do with Ralph when I go like a hundred percent grooming on Ralph is I would brush him. Um, and then I would, I put him in the shower, shampoo, 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 and then rinse for like quite a while until all the shampoo's out. So until you don't see any more like bubbles and then you put in the conditioner Mm. and then while the conditioner's in, you can brush your dog. Because it's all like, it just, it's really smooth and the bristles go in really nicely. So it doesn't pull as much and you'll get out a lot of hair. A lot of hair. A lot of hair. A lot of hair. Get one of those like drain strainer things so that you don't clog your drains with dog hair. Oh my God, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Between Mm -hmm. me and Ralph, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I have... Sorry, I was going to say, I think there's one called the tub shroom and it looks like a little mushroom thing and it sits inside Ooh. your drain and catches all of the hairs. Oh my God. You should probably get that. Tub shroom. Although Check it our out. drain is pretty good. It catches pretty much everything. Oh, that's it's good. It's just like little round holes. Oh, nice. But yeah, we have these like microfiber towels. Mm-hmm. So we use that and they're really, really good. And then we have an air dryer. A forced air dryer so the air isn't hot when it comes out but it comes out at like super speed <laughs> oh my god yeah and ralph just friggin like he just wants to bite the air <laughs> <laughs> like he gets really excited and he's just like hum, 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 hum. <laughs> so we have to give him peanut butter we bring him outside because there would be hair everywhere I did that's it what i was gonna in the ask washroom. yep and there was hair everywhere. I guess there was like dust bunnies under my like counter in the washroom and they were everywhere. It was mm-hmm. nasty. Yeah. So we bring him outside. Um, we do it outside. And then after that, I take out my little grooming table. Mm-hmm. I brush him, brush him again with the slicker mm-hmm. brush. I only mm-hmm. have a slicker brush and a tooth comb. That's mm-hmm. all I use. I don't use the, um, what do you call it? It like pulls the undercoat out because I'm oh. worried it's going to damage the undercoat. Um, is that like the Furminator ones? Yeah, like a Furminator. Because mm-hmm. I know you're not supposed to shave a yeah. dog that has a double coat because it doesn't grow back properly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a Furminator type tool would just, it kind of strips the hair. So I don't know if it kind of does a similar thing. Again, it's another dog tool that comes without instructions. So it's important to Google like how to use it and how people are using it. Because it, like I can remember somebody saying to me, like, don't brush them longer for like than 10 minutes. 
like with yeah. the Furminator, because again, it does, it, it damages like the undercoat or it just takes, it pulls too much out. Yeah. But and um, it can irritate the skin, even the slicker brush, like you can't. So is, is the, the slicker, area. is the slicker brush the one that's like has tiny bristles and many of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's different types. Like there's some that are bigger that have more bristles, longer bristles, depending on the coat of your dog. Yeah. And the, the Furminator, for all of you guys who are unaware, it's sort of like it has, some of them have two parts to it. One where it's like um, individual, like longer sort of blunt uh, tips to it, where you can just like do a regular comb with that and it's not going to pull anything. But then it has this like almost serrated edge and it's like, so it's like pulling. It's like, imagine taking like a, like a bread knife that you'd use to cut bread with, but the serrations are way more closer together. Like there's many more of them and that you're raking that over their fur. So it pulls out all mm -hmm. like, it's good for shedding season. When, if you find your dog's shedding a ton, like I can remember pulling like an entire another dog off of like Becky, like in the spring when she was yeah. shedding a lot. But again, you don't use it for long periods of time because you know, you, you can just want damage to take out what's loose. Yes. And not pull anything out. Yeah. So just like a couple of passes on the same area. And then I would think that's it. But I don't even use it yep. with Ralph. Yeah. Um, so I put him on the grooming table. I brush him up. Um, I start with his paws. So what I do is I take the slicker brush and I brush him backwards so mm -hmm. that the hairs on his paws are sticking up. So whatever is like sticking up is pretty much the hairs that would be between his toes. Mm-hmm. And then I take the scissors and I trim it and then I do it again and then I trim. Um, and then I go underneath the paw and during this time, like he has to eat peanut butter the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so I put peanut butter on the pole um, of the grooming table mm -hmm. and he gets like a ton of peanut butter during this time. <laughs> <laughs> or he like, he finds a way to take his head out of like the, the, the like, loop leash. Yeah. The loop. Yep. And then it's too dangerous anyways. <laughs> um, so what I do is I take the scissors, I flip his paw so I can see the pads. Mm -hmm. And I just trim that because it becomes slippery on the floor. If the yeah. hairs between the pads. What mm -hmm. you can also do is take a trimmer. But you have to be careful um, on how you trim because it can cut the, like the webbing Oof. between the pads. Yeah. So you know how you have like the four small ones and then the big one? Yep. You can only trim like between that area that's between the small pads and the big one pretty much. Yeah. And it's like a scooping motion. Yeah. But I don't do that. I just use the scissors. Like I put my fingers between his toes to make sure the hairs are like all the way down. Yeah. And then I just trim it. Yeah. And then I do his nails. With, with, with scissors? So you just go snip, snip, snip with the scissors? Yeah. Have you ever thought about using a razor? I used, like, my husband's razor, like, the straight edge that you would use to, like, do the, like, their sort of, like, their side chops. Yeah. And you're looking to make, like, a straight line. And I would do that with the hairs, like, that are popping out and just go over it with oh. the razor, like, flush so that you're not touching, like, their pads or anything like that. I did that with Becky once. Ooh. Works really well. Could try that. Yums. But the scissors are working. I mean, like, stick yeah. not works, you know? Yeah. And then I do his ears. Mm -hmm. um, so what I do is I kind of, like, take the tip of his ears and I pull it up. And that expose, like, the area 
that's behind the ear that gets really matted. Mm -hmm. And I just trimmed that. If not (laughs) the last, before I did it the last time, it looks like he had wings coming out (laughs) the side of his head. So I trimmed that and then I trimmed the ears themselves. Um, Make sure not to cut the ears because that's ayoy. That would be ayoy. (laughs) When I watch these groomers on the YouTube videos, they go so close. So close. And I'm like, oh, "Oh." man. So I just try to make it look nice. Mm -hmm. And then I do his tail. So what I do for the tip of the tail is I feel where the tailbone like the last bit of tail ends Mm -hmm. and then I twist the hair and then I cut it almost almost like straight it looks kind of funny for a week (laughs) yeah but that's what they do in the videos um I try to shape it after a little bit Mm -hmm. and then I hold the tip of the tail up and I brush all the hairs down and I try to make like this nice little line that goes from like the bottom to the tip where it's like a nice curve I want to come so over that, and watch you do this the next time you do it. Yes. 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 I'm very interested then, in dog grooming. Yeah? Yeah. Continue. Sorry, I, like I keep interrupting. Mm-hmm. I like it. I wish Ralph didn't need all that peanut butter, but it's good. Yeah. And then I try to trim, um, like, the long hairs that are behind his legs a little bit mm-hmm. so that it looks less, like, messy. The feet wings? that's pretty much it. <laughs> What's that? I said the feet wings. Yes. <laughs> and that's pretty I would much Im- it. I would imagine, like, I wonder what the most challenging dog is to groom. I might mm. take Gibbs for another podicure, although I did his nails the other day. But the, the reason why I brought up grooming, too, is, again, I've said many times on the show that the Weimaraners are real babies when it comes to their feet. And it's true. And now, now that I have a second one, she's no better. <laughs> She's no better. And um, what I I just put the prong collar on and get my husband to hold them sort of like the grooming table does. But even then, sometimes it's a bit of a struggle. And a friend of ours who used to date like a professional groomer, he said there's something about the table that makes them feel like secure or maybe like just insecure enough that they're distracted with being on a table and their head looped into this device that while they're distracted with that, you can sort of manipulate and do whatever you have to do from a grooming standpoint. Um, For me, it's um, just about like with Weimaraners because they're such short hair, there's different, there's when you go to groom a dog, there's all different types of tools. Like we mentioned a bunch of different ones just now, like the Furminator and the Slicker, is that what it's called? The slicker? Slick? Mm-hmm. Slick? Slickety yeah. slick? Slicker brush. <laughs> slicker brush. And then there's ones that are for like uh, doodles that you often use. And it's like the, I forget what they're called, but they're, I think they're, there's a name for them and it's totally blocking my mind right now. But it's almost like long individual tips that go very deep and they're sort of far apart from each other. And that's like for getting... Pick. Yeah, it's like a pick yeah and that you that you can get mats out with and I can remember my mother-in-law because she has a little tiny doodle when Becky would run out into we called it the prickers and thorns and would come back literally covered in burrs <laughs> all matted up in her tail it looked like a battle axe <laughs> <laughs> and those things pull them right out like no problem at all because I was trying to brush them out and pulling on her tail and her not liking it at one point I shaved a bunch of them off because they were so like they were it was down to the skin they were so embedded in the fur 
and oh she just was not tolerating it well. So I just tried to take that razor and that's when I was like, hmm, maybe I'll try doing the paw hair. <laughs> it worked really well. Yeah. But um, those like pick combs or whatever they are work so well, like literally one swoop and it just took the burrs out. Like it's almost like a magic tool. So watch videos before you go to attempt grooming your dogs even with the short hair ones because people think they don't shed as much but they do my dogs still shed you don't it's not as obvious like the massive dust bunnies that would come from like a golden or like the long the longer hair dogs but um they still do shed and then there's like these rubber sort of mittens it almost looks like those like things for washing your scalp with like in the shower they that has like and it's rubber so it picks up and just pulls any of the short hair out because like a comb's not going to do anything on a short hair dog such as zibai magana so there's like those available too so just um even if you're going to a pet smart or something like go in and be like this is what show them a picture of your dog or take a short clip of your dog and brushing your hands through their fur so they know what they're dealing with and be like what would you recommend for tools and then watch videos on how to use those could be super helpful but yes I want to get more into the dog grooming and would you mind if I brought Gibbs over or Lou over and tried them on your table yeah to see if they're any better with the nails I don't know if Ralph is like almost a little too tall for it okay so we can see. We can try yeah. it out. I don't know if my posts go high enough. Okay. But we can try Lou, it. Maybe I'll try with Lou because she's shorter. Yeah. She's a bit tinier. She might be like more like Ralpho size. Yeah. Yeah. Young. Yes. We'll see how she does with Ralph. <laughs> yes. Yes. She she did very... We took her over to my mother-in-law's this weekend to meet Gracie, the little doodle I was just talking yeah. about. And she did very, very well. That's good. Except there's a pool in the backyard, and I, I so I when I like I brought them into the backyard to introduce them, like off leash, of course, and was like standing around the pool to make sure that she didn't try because there's still like huge ice like over the pool, but it's just starting to melt. And at one point, she cut across the pool, like having no clue, like to walk towards me. But and I was like, no! <laughs> and then the ice was thick enough to withhold her weight, so she made it across. But I was like, oh my oh, god. god. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a feeling like in the Eek. summer when we go back, I'm wondering if she's just going to like walk right into that pool. This is what I'm sort of nervous Without about. Without knowing. Yes, exactly. Being like, what's a oh, splash? Ah! It's going <laughs> to be Terrifying total chaos. Look. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Loom. You'll have to bring her to that uh, park that has the pool. Yes. Yes. Well, I we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna take her to the cottage. That's where we're going to take her. Except uh, we have to wait until it's warm enough so one of us can jump in in case of of chaos. But um, yes, I'll be curious to see how she does. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we said that I was going to talk about some of the specialized training, but I think we're out of time for today. And that's just going to have to wait for another day. You're going to have to tune in. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. (laughs) Tune in in next time (laughs) on Let's Boop Snoots. Boop. Boop.